Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, and the woman sitting next to me who won the fight about robot legs by getting robot legs is Deb. I can't help that they're so awesome. They are awesome. Well, we'll put the picture up. Yep. Admittedly, I don't have tank treads, so I can't 100%. No, but you were pro, you were pro uh, robot legs, so that works. Well, you know, I'm also pro buying myself a birthday present every year, hence why I got the awesome robot leg leggings. If you were yogurt, you'd be pro bionic. Yeah, you can't can't unhear that. So, uh, the fight that we were, well, I shouldn't say fight, but discussion that we were about to have before we started recording was Bang, Mary Kill. Bang, Bang, Mary Kill, DC Comics Edition. Bang, Mary Kill, who do you do? Uh, Superman, Batman, Batman Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Well, here's the thing, though: is is it Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, the comic book character, or Superman, Matt, uh, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, the actor who played them? Because that makes a huge difference. Are you doing Are you doing Henry Cavill? Well, it's just Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Ryan Reynolds. I like how we have automatically included Ben Affleck as Batman, despite the protest. Oh, um, come on, they're not going to change their decision. It's an awful, fucking, terrible decision, but they're not going to change it. Okay. Um, Dude, seriously, come on. So... However, if you think about it actor-wise, it's always going to be Superman. Simply because... What do you mean, what's always going to be Superman? Oh, he'd be the Mary. You'd bang Green Lantern, you'd marry Superman, you'd kill Batman. Actor-wise. Now, character-wise, that's a whole different story. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah character-wise, it's a whole different story. Because character-wise, you're always going to want to marry Batman for a few reasons. One, he's the world's greatest detective, so he wouldn't let you get away with shit, which is good. Rich. That was actually going to be my second point. Stately Wayne Manor. Like I said, second point, rich. So, admittedly, he might not be around at night as often as you would like, but he would definitely give you the best on sorry gifts. Yes, handsome. Is Batman handsome? Bruce Wayne is. Well, I'm just, think about it though. I mean, they've different. Is it said a great deal in the comics? I mean. Yeah, he's yeah they. We talk about how handsome he is. Yeah, there's um the. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like almost all comic book characters are pretty good looking. No, but Bruce, it's it's known that like Bruce Wayne's like a, is, there's a reason he's a jet setting playboy is because he's particularly he's, attractive. Yeah, um, there's like a. Said, so like I said, Batman would always be the one that you would. I was going to say, Batman would always be the one that you would marry. As for bang and kill between Superman and Green Lantern, now, I would go for the kill on Bat. I mean, kill on Superman. Because you because wouldn't want to bang him. Exactly. It's more of a fear factor than uh-huh. anything else. Because Blow you know, a load like a shotgun through a back. Thank you. Like I said, Mallrats kind of, mall rats kind of mm-hmm. ruined the banging Superman. Or, th- or uh, uh, in your butt through your chest for, for me. But, yeah. Or out the back of my head if I went down on him. Things I can't unhear. There's gonna be a lot of that. Things today. I can't unhear. Once again, there were threats of fun today for the podcast. Threats of fun. The Red Bull was in full effect. Oh yes. Like I said, it, like I said, it'd be the bang Green Lantern simply because you don't want to bang Superman. Like I, I don't have any other better justification for that. Well, and you could use the ring to like. Well, it's make it, a sex gym. Like I said, it, it, it's like the scene. In uh, Watchmen, when uh, I was gonna say when Doctor when Manhattan, Manhattan yeah, yeah, when he splits himself, yeah. yeah, Green Lantern could do that with like, uh, yeah, willpower. And who doesn't want to fuck a guy with willpower? Everybody wants to fuck a guy with willpower. I was gonna say, do you do you have any other opinions to weigh in on this though? About like I said, it's it's different when you're basing it on the actor playing the superhero as to just now, the character. Now, hold on. For for me, are we? Am I am I going? I would like am, to hear both sides. Well, actually. am I going? Get, oh, hold on. I'm not, oh no, I want to back on this bang thing. Um, or because we, we're talking about Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, real quick on this bang thing. Am I choosing to bang now? Am I am I banging Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, or am I banging like? Supergirl, Batgirl, and, like, Jade. You know, we'll go down the flip side, because then that's, it's a lot easier for you to be banging. And you don't have to Bat hear girls. about, yeah, yeah exactly. getting cum blown at the back of my head. That's not actually what I was concerned about, but anyway. But I'm assuming Supergirl's kegels would rip my dick off, so... That's out there for everyone to hear now. Everyone to hear now. I'm okay with that. However, it's, it's once again the same type of thing, where it's like... 
would you kill Supergirl simply because you're afraid of banging her? I should say consequences of banging her as opposed to banging her, but you get the idea. It seems harsh, but yeah. No, well, I mean, that's exactly what I said. In the bang, marry, kill scenario, I would kill Superman simply because I'd be afraid of consequences. Yeah, yeah. Would you marry Batgirl, or would you marry Jade? I'd marry Jade. I'd like to hear your justification of this. Um... She's down to earth. Okay. She's green. <laughs> green is always good. Um, she's not dependent on a ring. Unless you have an infection. Good lord. Um, she's tough as is. Like, I, I just like the Jade character more than, um, you know. Batgirl? Yeah. I, I think Batgirl, uh, her early incarnations were very... Uh, Stilted. Well, still, she was very clingy and very, like, ditzy and, well... Well, now hold, I'm 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 sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to rephrase. I'm I'm thinking of Batwoman. I'm thinking of the Kathy Kane character as opposed to Barbara Gordon. Oh, I was thinking of Barbara Gordon. Were you? Yeah. Um, that's gonna change. I'd marry. I'd definitely marry Barbara Gordon. Hmm. Um, I I just uh, I've always and I will always say that was the hottest character from the '60s. Batman was it was Yvonne Craig, Batgirl. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was that really between. As a as a as a nerd guy, like it's it's that and the you know gold bikini Leia. Um, no Eartha Kid. No Eartha Kid looks like a goddamn alien. Really, I'm an Eartha Kid fan. She's got that pinched face and those big eyes, like. Ugh. But then sure. again, I also love old Eartha Kid in the. Uh, oh God. No, for Catwoman, it's always going to be no, Julie I, Newmar. The Emperor's New Group. I love Eartha Kid in the Emperor's New Group. There we go. Was she the... Oh, she was the villain. Yeah, she voices... Oh, uh, man, that was such a fucking funny movie. God, now I can't think of the name of the, the, the villain here. When she gets, there we go. When she gets turned into a cat, and she's like, Oh, is that how I really sound? Is that my voice? That my voice? No, I love the Emperor's And this scene where they, uh, they, uh, they're they they going up the mountain, and then, uh, what is it, Krunk? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Krunk. Warburton. Yeah, I was yeah. Say voiced by Patrick And they're like, <laughs> they're like, how did you get here before us? And he's like, well, we took the shark. You know, I really don't even know. And it's like they just... Do that whole like the villain gets there before them trope, but they were like, eh, we don't really know how. To but I there. love the joke where she's falling, and then that for the last time, no, we did not order a giant trampoline. Well, you could have told me that before I set it up, but yeah. I was gonna say so, definitive bang, Mary kill, on uh, your your Batgirl. I was gonna uh, say Supergirl. Uh, kill kill Supergirl, uh, bang Jade, Mary Batgirl. Fair enough. However, this does lead us into something I've been ranting about at you for three days now. Ben Affleck is super, uh, Batman. Yeah, that's it's what everyone's been ranting about. Uh, it broke the internet. I was going to say, you have actually been fairly level and even-handed on this. I'm, I have been. I was going to say, you've been wait and see, citing Heath Ledger as Joker, because you were very incensed when they did that. I, however, was not. When they cast Heath Ledger as Joker, I'm like, I'm okay with this. I mean, I've seen Heath Ledger play a variety of roles, and you're going to laugh when I say this, but because of how good he was in Brokeback Mountain, I had faith in him to play Joker. Well, that was my thing, is that, you know, I was, you know, I, well, my issue with, with um, Heath Ledger as the Joker wasn't, um, wasn't like, oh, Brokeback Mountain and Knight's Tale. It was... Like I said, I thought he had the... It was that he was a pretty boy, and I did not, you know, it's like... I will give you that, because Joker is not supposed to be pretty. No, um, and he wasn't. You know, I mean, they somehow he managed to get the receding hairline. It's like watching John Leguizamo in Carlito's way. Oh, he was in. We'll talk about John Leguizamo later. Sorry, because he's in Kickass too. But, um, but I mean, it, it's it's like <sighs> almost watching um, Brad Pitt in Twelve Monkeys. Like he gets oh, the yeah. crazy affectations, the facial twit, uh, the facial tics. Yeah, you can like tell that he's... movements, yeah. You can tell when he talks about, you know, we, we went in a room for a week and, you know, just kind of built the character from the ground up. You can tell that's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, but no, so... But Ben Affleck is Batman. So, and uh, and we and like I said, we've talked about this for a couple of days, so I know I'm repeating myself to you, but not, you know, the internet. But here's my problem. Batman can be fucking scary. Batman can intimidate information out of someone. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck can't. 
I'm like, well, I. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to play devil's advocate in a fun way and say, is it Batman that's intimidating, or is it the height he's going to drop them off of from the type of a building that's truly intimidating? But yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah, but I mean, there's been lots of time where Batman has gotten information out of someone without dropping them off a building. You know, just the threat name of being able to... one. Well, I, I can name a couple. So Joker. Gonna... Interrogation room. That's true. Really? But did he get really? the information? Well, but... Joker was going to give him the information, so that's not really an interrogation. I'm not wrong. Joker said that he's like, I was going to tell you. You just don't hit him in the head first because he gets all fuzzy. Anyhow. Uh, no, so my, my ambivalence, let me just preface this. My ambivalence is based on, yeah, that, you know, I was, I was anti Heath Ledger, um, before the viral marketing hit, um, I I wasn't um, you know privy to like the trades and there was no internet at that point in time when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. But um, you know I've, I've since read about like you know the incense from um, you know casting Mr. Mom as Batman. Yes, um, but you had Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice. He had rage. If you're trying to argue yeah, they, me that Ben Affleck has range, I'm going to tell you to shove it up your ass. Fair ben enough. Affleck, he's an excellent director. Gone Baby Gone is fantastic. Argo, also excellent, despite the fact that he basically stole Kevin Smith's entire cast from Red State. From Argo? Yeah. Who was in Argo that was in Red State? Um, no one, unfortunately, is popping to mind immediately, but Kevin Smith actually talks about... Ben Affleck stopping by when he was filming Red State and raiding his cast. Okay. Not in necessarily a bad way, just in a matter-of-fact way. Right, okay. Like I said, not in a jealous, you stole my fucking shit way, just not so this happened. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I have a lot more respect for him as a director than an actor. Because I, I think, frankly, he's kind of a shitty actor. And I could see him, and it's weird because I know that, you know, he... He is not the good part of Daredevil. But when he was cast as Daredevil, I was... hard pressed to find the good part of Daredevil. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. When, Karin Fre- when Colin Farrell's the upside, you know, things have gone awry. Well, it's not like Miami Vice or SWAT. I mean, Colin Farrell's in good movies. I did really, really like him in... Uh, in Bruges? I was going to say The New Fright uh, Night... Uh, I still haven't seen it. Uh, but uh, but, really fo- uh, but phone booth, um, in Bruges. I have um, a very specific problem with in Bruges that we've talked about before. Uh, the uh, uh, there's uh, one more in there that I'm I'm, I'm blanking out on. Um, oh, uh, uh, he was wasn't he one of the guys in um, Doctor Parnassus? What? In uh, uh, Doctor Parnassus and the and the Doctor Parnassus and the Magitorium or whatever. I haven't actually seen that. Oh, that's so good. Good going back to Heath Ledger, but I mean, yeah, because I, I think, say, it's, no, Col- I think it's Colin Farrell, Jude Law, and Johnny Depp as the dreams as the dream equivalents. So Tom Waits in that too. He plays the double. I was gonna say, um, why wouldn't he? Actually, pretty much. Yeah. I was gonna say, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like I don't think that Ben Affleck has the range as an actor to play. Oh God, and Zack Snyder, the, the, I want to bitch slap you for saying that he can play a layered, complex character, because I don't think he can. Like, And this is part of my ambivalence. And that he doesn't have the intelligence to play the world's greatest detective. Really? Really? Ben Affleck is the world's greatest detective? Well, now hold on, now hold on. You're judging his personal intelligence versus his ability to convey that he has the intelligence. So if you want to attack his acting, that's fine. Sorry, you can't you, say no, no, he no, himself doesn't have the intelligence me, to be the world's greatest detective because none of us do. Give me a specific role where you think he conveyed the intelligence capable of being the world's greatest detective. He hasn't and before had one. you say that, paycheck. But that's not. But that's not. He hasn't had a role where he's had to do that. This will be the role you where know, he has I, to I, do that. I would that. like you to think about Goodwill Hunting with reversed roles, with him playing the Matt Damon character and Matt Damon playing his character. You're cringing, aren't you? I'm a little bit cringing. Yeah. And it's not just the Boston accent. So that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me a fucking bit. It's the fact that I don't think he can play smart. I'll give you that. 
Like I said, it's not the Boston accent. That doesn't bother me a fucking bit. No, he can learn different affectations and work with a vocal coach. That's not a big deal. Well, no, because he's had roles where the accent was completely erratic. But he's blind it, yeah. yeah. Like I said, the Boston accent doesn't bother me at all. It's that I don't think he can play smart. Smart or intimidating. My only I'm sorry, can, would you be intimidated by Ben Affleck? No. But then again, like I said, I've, I've seen I've seen Paycheck and Daredevil. Um, oh, and Reindeer Games. And as much as I've, I've given Ryan Reynolds hell, I did, like yeah, I said, he back seems like, it on he up. He seems like casting gold now, doesn't he? Like I said, I did back <laughs> it on up, because we were talking about Chris Evans. Chris Evans, you were fine as the Human Torch. I'm sorry you didn't have a better script for the second one. Yeah. And you're, you're fantastic as Captain America. With a sweet ass. Sorry, you can't see me. You can't see me snap and point. But yes, that happened. Yeah. Like I said, Chris Evans. I, I take it back. You know what? I I do not have a problem with an actor playing more than one superhero role. I not don't, a big I, deal for me. I don't. I have would that problem still at to all. this day prefer Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern. Yeah, but you were bitching about when I said Bradley Cooper as the Flash. The more I think about it, the more I'm okay with it. It's just in my head, the Flash was never supposed to be that good looking. But that's more me than anything else. That's yeah, just my I, head. I, I can see that. I, I, I can see that that's where you get hung up. Like I said, that's that I can get over that, especially considering how much I've loved Bradley Cooper and a lot of things, most recently Limitless. Limitless is so good. But like I said, it's it's just one of those things where it's like if I, I if I outthink myself on the flash not being super good looking, I'm okay with Bradley Cooper as the casting. I think you'd have like the personality for it, you know what I mean? So it's like if they had Ryan Reynolds back as the Green Lantern. Okay. Then I'd want Nathan Fillion as the Flash. But no. you'd never have Nathan Fillion as the Flash. No. I just think he has the humor to be Flash. It's he's he's okay, nerds. This is what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, this is this is fine. This is our this is our. Yeah, but I'm gonna get a little obscure. Where uh, the in the Justice League they have a uh, like a, a liaison character, and I think if he wasn't if Fillion wasn't Green Lantern. I would like him to be uh, uh, King Faraday. Ooh, I've never thought about that. That uh, he'd be like the liaison between the government and the Justice League. That would be that would be fucking awesome. I would love to see him do that. That that I'd be like if he's not gonna be Green Lantern. That would be my other like caveat. Would be like that's who I'd want to see him as. So I think that'd be fun. No, I could totally go with that. And like I said, um, if I if I outthink my hang up on the Flash being super attractive, then I'm fine with Bradley. Like, well, he's supposed. Flash. To, he's not like it's not like a a a. a, a like a cornerstone of the character to be good looking or I mean Wally West is just kind of an average Midwestern and Barry Allen is kind of an average you well, know that's Keystone my thing, cop is, like I said is I just I saw him as an average you know Midwestern kind yeah, of guy yeah so when I think of that Bradley Cooper is not the first person that come to mind um but so I think now I'm thinking about other people that I'd be okay in the role of Flash I'm thinking of you know average Midwestern it might take me a while to figure that one out um, However, you and I are still continuing our discussion as Ben Affleck as Batman. On. Doug Jones is Martian Manhunter. There's no arguing with that. That's all I got to say on that one. I didn't really think about it before you said it, but I'm fine with that. I also, honestly, if Martian Manhunter was actually had a little more humor to the role, I'd say Terry Crews, but he doesn't, so no. He has his funny moments, but he's not like it's, a, it's, he's not a fun. I mean, he's not like a well, outgoing character. Terry Crews so much, especially in the Expendables. Or Lawrence Fishburne, I would, Ooh, I would, I, I would not, totally I wouldn't mind seeing him as, um, uh huh. I could totally see that. It'd be under heavy, but then you get into the well. He's if it's DC, if it's the DC universe, and he's already Perry White. So you have that weird crossover. Where it's like that doesn't quite work. However, on the original point of the conversation, I would like to offer up Carl Urbane as Batman. I, I, he's that, physically I, big he uh, has the depth he loves I was going to say he loves playing big characters like that and he based can on totally dread. he can totally play a straight character based on dread and he'd be intimidating I mean like I said I mean the man had a scowl the entire movie and it was and, and it was and, the dread like scowl said, and managed to convey the entire character without taking off his helmet once which is good because that that's fucker what, never, Dredd. Dredd Dredd. never takes off his helmet. Like I said, I can see him as Batman. I can also see him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if he'd be into it because he's already said he's not big on crossovers, hence why he won't do uh, Star Wars. And since he's already done Dread, he might not want to do Batman. But still, 
I could see him being a much better Batman than Affleck. Yeah, if they had put out Carl Urban as as um, Batman, I don't think we'd be seeing the backlash we did. I think a few people would be like, meh. But I think for the most part, we'd all go, oh, okay. Like I said, I, I, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, I can, I can totally see him being Batman. The only problem I can see is he might be almost a little bit too big, because in my head, Batman is very lean and sculpted. Strong, but lean and sculpted. He's more like a Jason Statham strong, as opposed to like a big, you know, Stallone Schwarzenegger strong. Yeah, yeah, he's not as bulky. Exactly. And they've drawn him as bulky sometimes, it's just like, how would he be able to move the way he moves? Exactly. With like the I said, fluidity. I just, I just, like I said, I see him as very, very lean, strong muscle, like um, Jason Statham in Death Race 2000 when yeah. he was prison strong. Yeah. That's where I prison strong, I said it. Yeah. Um, Do you I, have a, an alternate suggestion for a Batman cast? No, Carl Urban is really, I mean, it's... And especially him going up against fucking uh, God, uh, Superman, the actor name escaping me. Oh, the new one? Yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill? Him and Henry Cavill going head to head, or even working side by side. Well, you're gonna have you're gonna have your you're gonna have your you're gonna have your classic comic book thing where it's two heroes meet, they fight, realize there's a bigger threat, team up. I mean that's. But I mean, if you're doing a bang Mary kill with Carl Bane as Batman, oh god, totally Mary. Slash bang. Well, that's kind of implied. Still, it could be a loveless marriage. <laughs> Knowing Batman, it probably would be. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, emotionally distant, to say the least. But like I said, he'd give you the best I'm sorry gifts. Yeah, as long as you're okay, like dating a repressed, damaged psychotic. Your sex life would probably be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I said, the more I think about it, the more it's better. Did you did you have an alternate casting that you wanted to uh, suggest for Batman? Maybe Maybe not an alternate casting. This is something I suggested to you, which is, um, hey, Hollywood, listen up. I've got some ideas. But I would have liked to have seen, and I'll defend it, um, I said something kind of an Avengers move of, of building the universe. Oh, um, no, you did tell me about this. Yes. I think this is a great idea. Um, that you have um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt become Batman um, as Dick Grayson, which would be... Um, I'm, I'm basing my uh, my opinion off of uh, the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin run mm-hmm. where uh, Bruce Wayne has been uh, displaced in time and then Dick Grayson takes over Batman the old Batman and um, and it's really fun because it's Dick Grayson Batman so you have like a kind of a funnier not not like George Clooney horrible funny but a little bit more quippy but yeah quippy more acrobatic as opposed to more like you know ham- I don't want to say ham fisted but you know what I mean like more acrobatic as opposed to more um uh I can't think of the correct yeah word. yeah but you, you know what I'm engagelatory is not a real word confrontational there yes, we go yes yes physically confrontational like I said engagelatory where Batman's more uh, Batman's more apt to rely on his martial arts whereas Dick Grayson's more apt to rely on his natural athleticism and gymnastics and acrobatics from his time in a circus and just his natural gift for it. Um, which it's funny, it might, uh, uh, I'll, I'll point this out, uh, if you watch Under the Red Hood and you watch in the, in the I think the first scenes with, um, where you have Nightwing and Batman, mm-hmm. if you watch how they move when they're chasing Jason Todd, when they're fighting Amazo, um, Batman, when he jumps and lands, he like lands like when Iron Man lands, like he hits like the knee and the fist on the ground. Yeah. But when Nightwing hits the ground, he, like, does, like, a somersault into, like, running. Yeah. Like, they actually thought like, about, like, it's, okay, it's how would each... And roll type yeah, thing. like, yeah. how would... It's, like, Batman's gonna, like, land hard, because that's how Bruce Wayne would do it, but the Grace would rely on his yeah. acrobatics. Like I said, he'd do the... So... He was gonna say he'd do kind of a tuck and roll to a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more of a lithe character. But, no, I, I really but, liked the idea so, of what you were talking about. So, about yeah, hold on. I just want to... I want to hit, hit it home, because, um... I thought I was going to defend it, and, and this is—it's not just—I don't want to just defend that it's—it's it's technically canon from the Nolan trilogy, but um, using the Grant Morrison kind of model is, if you used to Grayson's Batman, you have this whole—the relationship between him and Superman would be really interesting because you have Superman as a new hero, and he's kind of becoming the legend of Superman, whereas if you have um, Dick Grayson coming in as Batman. It's like, well, he's already an established legend of Batman, but he's he, as a person, is new to it. So you have these two heroes that are both struggling with their identities as, you know, heroes and the, the looming legends of both of them. 
and you have that dichotomy as well of like they have similar problems inherent with that um, but one's an alien one's a human and it's like you know and depending on the villain you know it could be very interesting they haven't they haven't talked about any anything about that this is going to sound hilarious when I say it but I kind of just want them to weed it up I'd love to hear his take on the story um, I wouldn't necessarily say Whedon, but I would say like um, uh, Kev, Kevin, the way that Whedon, Whedon and, and Kevin Fig of of the Marvel um, cinematic, uh, not chairman, but like the, the the head of the guy running like their their movie department, mm-hmm. have kind of worked with you know like building the franchises. With me, it's more because Whedon tends to approach any given story or any given situation from an emotional standpoint. Yeah, the way he said, like, Avengers won't be bigger and louder, it's going to be... Like I said, he doesn't approach it from a spectacle action standpoint, he approaches it from an emotional standpoint, which I find to be a little bit more interesting. I mean, that might just be me, but still. I I think, and I think you're going to see that with Avengers too, because I think there's going to be some real pathos in terms of however Ultron pops up, I think is going to be, whoever created him is going to be like, oh crap, I've just unleashed, like... Pandora's box via a killer robot, <laughs> which makes it sound so silly. But um, you know, like I said, you don't need Hank Pym. I think, but I'm not trying to predict Whedon. I would never try to do that. But I would think that you could he get likes it. killing your favorite characters. Whedon. Yeah, but it's hard to kill comic book characters. I mean, I, 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 I say that in in a way that it's easy to kill them in the comics. But it's like, but going back to um, when they when they killed Captain America. And they, you know, um, killed Batman at the end of Final Crisis. It's like they're not going to fucking stay dead because you've got movies, and you're going to have new readers coming into the brick and mortar comic stores or the digital shops, and those people are going to want Bruce Wayne or Steve Rogers. They're not going to want Dick Grayson or um, or, or uh, uh, Bucky, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, because that's not what they saw in the movies. I mean, it's like one of those, you know when they go, oh, they killed Peter Parker, well, it's in the ultimate continuity, like, there's still Peter Parker in the mainstream, because the fucker can't stay dead. Oh, no, they killed, they killed Peter Parker in, in say, Superiors, and in, in Superior... Is it, isn't Peter Parker dead? Isn't super... Well, say, his consciousness is still in his body that's, like, it's kind of sharing space, it's like a timeshare in his head with uh, Dr. Octopus. They'll eventually bring him back, I mean, they'll probably bring him back a al- Probably about the time um, Amazing Spidey 2 hits, I, I would imagine. Who knows? Marketing-wise, I mean, these fuckers don't stay dead. Uh, continuing on our superhero discussion, though, did you want to talk about the new fall season of TV that's going to start soon? Or we could talk about movies. We'll all have super, uh, superheroes in them. Um, fall season is, is starting. I'm excited. Um, a little depressed because all my um, my summer shows are ending, like uh, Futurama, Axe Cop, and Futurama is like ending, ending. Futurama is I mean, en- ending, ending. There's a scant hope that Netflix might do a little arresting. Yeah, but we're on yeah, it, but, but we have to like wait. It's, it's animation. Hope. It's it, we're gonna be waiting a while. It's not like it's not like South Park where they can knock out an episode in a week. Now, however, <laughs> I am extremely excited that Arrow season two is coming. We're going to get to that last, because I think it's going to be the, our longest conversation on this one. Fine. But we'll talk about, well, let's, let's speaking of, of Kevin Feig and Joss Whedon, um, of course, Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it's funny, because I say that, and the first thing is, I, I'm a ghost that lives in the head of a robot. Are you talking Coulson? Yeah. Once again, I I think I brought this up where is this rumored? the the rumor is that he's it, it's like he's in like uh, like a cybernetic body and it's like it's the the movie equivalent of the Vision, so we'll we'll see we'll see. I uh, my they have not fed the rumor mill on this one, but um no they've been surprisingly quiet on almost but any you've got you've got um, what's his name uh, Jay uh, you might help be able to help me out on this one is, is it Jay Richard August. Is uh, he was gone on Angel? Oh crap! Um, I think it's Jay Richard August, it, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think it, no, it, it's, I think it's August. I'm just not sure if I'm getting the right the, his name in the right. Because the last time you saw him, he was playing an assassin on Arrow. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. All things come back to Arrow. Exactly. Um, 
Well, all things come back to the, the arrows Bro- point to arrows. Like I said all things come back to the Venture Brothers of Veronica Mars, but that's not a big deal. That's true. Um, Our community. Yeah, we haven't talked about rape in a couple weeks, so that's good. Um, Which is funny because I was just planning on starting to rewatch Veronica Mars. Oh, uh, that's funny because I described uh, the American version of um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo as uh, all the rape, none of the subtitles. Ouch. To someone, yeah. Um, Which is interesting since I was just re-listening to the um, Patton Oswalt uh, uh, Doug Loves movies with uh, David Cross. The, the Blackberry Bugger. <laughs> Birmingham. Birmingham. Oh, oh, from Birmingham. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm um, distracted. Fall TV. So, um, but Jay, Jay August, I think it's Jay August Richard. Fuck it, whatever. Well, Gun from Angel is going to be on. Um, and it looks like from the trailers is he saves someone from a, 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 a building being demolished or it's on fire. Uh, there's some kind of building peril. And um, and he jumps out, hits the... Uh, I was going to be stuck on people hitting the ground today. Um, and he hits the ground, small crater, so it's like, okay, obviously he's super he's powered. Human. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying uh, uh, Marvel's got a you know an outright trademark on mutants, but you tend to see more of the naturally occurring uh, genetic mutations in Marvel as opposed to DC. They're they're a bit more um, accident. They're, well, they're a bit more um, um, I would say sci-fi or magic based because you have a, you have more aliens and uh, magic based people in DC versus um, in in Marvel you have more uh, genetic mutation and, and like science based. Like um, the Hulk and Spider-Man, but um, it's just gamma radiation. It's fine. Yeah, it's it, they're absolutely they're absolutely right when they say it in Hulk. It would kill an, it'd kill anyone else. Yes, it would very quickly. Um, but uh, so you see him hit the ground, and uh, I totally just thought of my other uh, social contract that I thought of this morning and then de- uh, deprived deprived me of it um, and I just remembered it that's uh, so fun so uh, uh, just just remind me in, in, a, in a second um, uh, um, uh, uh, while well, I type this up so I don't forget it okay that's horribly misspelled but I'll know what I do I'll know what uh, I'll know what's going on um, but my my first thought was um Okay, African-American superhero, seems to be super strong, some amount of um, invulnerability. I'm going with Luke Cage. Um, he's not a well-known in terms of uh, a household name superhero. And uh, in the comics, he's kind of a street-level superhero where he kind of just carved out like his like three blocks of, of uh, like Harlem and was like, no drug dealers, no crime, like... Very like this is my neighborhood and it's gonna fucking stay clean. He uh, he ends up joining the Avengers and like does said, kind of grassroots. Yeah, yeah, else, very yeah. grassroots. Um, but you know, kind of under the radar in terms of of um, heroes to pick. And uh, knowing Whedon, it wouldn't surprise me um, to have no, someone like the, Luke Cage pop up. The interview with him when he's talking, somebody had asked him if he could Whedon? have any yeah any superpower ever, and he said that he wanted to uh, be able to understand and speak every language. No, I don't remember that. Oh no, we we did we talk about this? Cause I, I, I feel like it was on some Buffy extra someplace. No, but we talked about the. Didn't we talk about this? Because we we uh, got it, it's got into a thing about Cipher. Yeah, I was gonna say he said he wanted to be Cipher. Yeah. It's one of those things where he's not afraid of doing a deep pull, especially if it's something he finds interesting. Like I said, so it wouldn't surprise me if he'd find a very kind of low key, grassroots, street less, level. I was gonna say less hero celebrated to, uh, hero for Agents of Shield something that he would have loved to have done with the Avengers movie, or with something larger, but there's just not enough interest there. So it's something he could build on in a TV show, so he could put more background and more character development into it. You could explain it. it. You yeah, could, exactly. Well, you'd, you'd have the chance to be able to do it in a TV, whereas in a movie, it's like at some point, you're going to have to give the audience what they want, which is like slam bang. Well, it's just, in a movie, you know, the, you don't the, have the Avengers the versus the like I said, in a movie, you don't Charturi. have the time to introduce all of these small footnotes on why a person acts the way they do or why they are the way no, they are. No, that's very you true. You have that time to build them in, I was going to say, in something episodic. And, on that note, um, it's nice that, you know, I mean, Whedon is, you know, going back to television, he's doing S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is interesting because he swore he'd never do television again. Didn't he promise his wife he'd never do television again? They promised himself after he got fucked on um, Dollhouse. Um, Actually, it was 
I was going to say, didn't he act, kind of accidentally end up doing Dollhouse because he had some lunch with uh, Elijah? That's Dutcher? not. He didn't accidentally. They 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 met after um, after she had done uh, Angel. I thought it was True Calling. Or is that? Oh, maybe it was True Calling. It was maybe when True Calling was ending. No, because Dollhouse was. No, True Calling was free Dollhouse. So maybe it was after True Calling, but they had after met. After Zach Galifianakis was a total asshole to her. Yeah, it's one of my favorite stories. Nice script. Karen throws it in the trash. Um, Remember when he kept telling her that she was eating them into cancellation? Oh, God, God yeah. was such a douche. I know, but he's so fucking funny. Um, oh, yeah, but they met for lunch. Because uh, I, I guess uh, Dushku was, like, still under contract to do, like, another show for Fox. Met with Whedon. He, they brainstormed Dollhouse and then did it. Only got two seasons. From what I'm to gather, in my circle of friends, we're very polarized on... Dollhouse. I can't say if I've actually watched it. It's only two seasons. It's it's pretty pretty quick watch. Um, Patton Oswalt pops up on a couple episodes. That's always fun. Um, oh, Patton. He's he's not a very happy character, but very touching, very poignant. Um, I, just, I just never got around to it. It was one of those things. Like I, could, I thought it was maybe at the end of Angel that he swore he'd never do television again. No, it was it was after he got fucked from Fox on on Dollhouse, uh-huh. um, which is funny because I think. Oh no no no! Shield is ABC, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, At least I think. But it's I like ABC. that. Not only do you have like the Whedon like brand going into this, but you have it on the heels with Marvel and the Avengers. So I don't think Whedon. Not that I think he worries about this. But we all know if you watch Whedon, it takes a little while for him to kind of ramp up. No, um, yeah, yeah, no. I've been rewatching Buffy, and I'm like, wow, it definitely took a while for him it, to. It, it takes a couple seasons like to, said, to to create the universe and get comfortable with these characters. And yeah, and you really didn't see a lot of big moves for the first couple seasons. No, not at all. Um, I mean, you had Angel going bad, but I mean, I mean, but really, I, other than that, like the first season, the villain is the master, a dude who looks like he's been drinking Kool Aid the entire time. He's got fruit punch, uh, fruit punch mouth, <laughs> I, I believe is the quote. Um. Ooh, I just thought of a point they didn't cover. Uh, but I like that, uh, like, between Whedon and the Avengers, like, Marvel brand, mm-hmm. that people are going to hang on to it. Like, it's not going to be canceled after the first or second season. Like, I think it's... Well, hopefully. Hopefully. I think it's going to have the ratings. As... Well, and it's... I, I say this, like, as long as they're smart, which I think they will be. I think they know. They're going to keep it going to at least Avengers 2. Like, it would be... Disney would be stupid to cancel it before Avengers 2. Well, unfortunately, it's going to be the same problem a lot of good shows have had recently is where everybody gets to consume things at their leisure now. So they may not have the ratings that you, ratings that you think simply because of people like me who will wait to watch it on Hulu or download it later. Yeah, well, they managed the, they managed to use like DVR numbers and I don't know if they I don't know if they look at the numbers from Hulu. I hope they do. It's just one of those where the rating system is just stupid. It doesn't actually. They're going to be using Twitter for anything. that now. Oh my god! I hope to God they use Twitter for that now. Sharknado. That's how Sharknado got a limited theatrical release. However, I would rewatch that in the theater. Like I said, if we're going back to Whedon, yeah. at one point I didn't make about the Affleck casting of Batman. I think it is a mistake for them to make a casting like that when they're trying to put the movie up against Avengers. That it's going to go, yeah. Because. Any other, well, not any other acting, but all, I was going to say, almost any other actor they would have put in there, I would have had a hard time choosing between the two. Do I want to see Superman, Batman, or the Avengers 2? I'd have a hard time with that. Now I'm like, fuck you, I'm seeing Avengers 2. See, I, even with Affleck, I'd, I'd, I'd see both of them. I'm not saying I won't see both of them. But if you had a preference, if you were to prioritize, it would be Avengers 2. I'm going to prioritize. I will see Avengers 2, and then if I have time later, then I will go see Batman, Superman in theaters. If not, I'll just fucking wait. I'll fucking wait. You know, this is why I actually hope they don't do Brainiac for the uh, villain, despite who whoever they cast. We talked it's, about this though. Who else are they going to have other than? I know, Brainiac? but then you have two blockbusters where they're going up against killer robots. And I'm not saying I don't like killer robots. You know my affinity for robots. You have robot legs. We're going to we're going to talk we're going to talk about robots because I do not want to hold off talking about uh, Ready Player One until next week. Uh, oh, I no, do. No, I do want to no, talk about that, and it's not on our about, list. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, is it? Did you get it down? Okay. Um, we are talking about Ready Player One. I am actually more than willing, and I'll say this uh, uh, right now. Uh, you can agree or disagree. 
depending on time, I'm actually willing to um, slight the uh, social contract for uh, a longer just discussion about the whiteboard, since we've actually got stuff I want to get through this week. Well, well, let's hurry on. What else about the fall season did you want to talk about? Um, Arrow. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll just, yeah, I mean, I think we're all, ex- I'll, I'll, we'll kind of bullet point a couple of them. Uh, I think we're all excited for uh, next season of Walking Dead. Uh, the governor's still running around, and um, they said he's going to come back. Okay. So I think I think in the next season of uh, Walking Dead, I think the governor is going to be closer to the governor you meet in the comics. I think that's I think that's they're like they're like okay they've set him up as a sympathetic character or whatever but when you meet the governor in the comics he's batshit crazy mm-hmm. and um, I think that's the governor we're gonna see in the next season when when he finally pops up um, and just to be irritating uh, loved David Morrissey on uh, Doctor Who anyway um, <laughs> I'll I'll sneak in those Who things um, uh, for everyone who's listening Doug has been forbidden. Right, I said forbidden. Forbidden. To talk about Doctor Who until he's a little far away from the Who hole. Yeah, un- until I'm not falling down it. You are pretty pretty hard. In some of the best parts of Doctor Who at this point. But you need me to be have a little bit of a distance, and that's fine. Um, it'll probably be another couple weeks when I'm when I've finished out se- the seventh season, and yeah, um, I can let it kind of slowly um, absorb. But uh. This is the last season for, I know, one of our favorite shows. How um, I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. I love you, Barney. Well, you have, you're going to finally have the payoff, a couple of big payoffs of Barney and Robin's wedding. wedding. And, and uh, you finally, you, you saw the mother last season. Yep. About damn time. With but, the um, yellow umbrella. And the bass. <laughs> She's not doing watercolors of robots in that episode, but we know that she'll do them. Um... I hope they do the the uh, the first time you see her uh, cooking breakfast. She, she sings uh, show tunes. God, I hope so. I mean, I, I really like to see like kind of the payoffs of everything he's described. Um, but it's it's a little it's a little I wouldn't say wistful. It's not like. Well, I think it's time. Yes. Um, I think they've hit some of the major points. I mean, they've got Barney and Robin settled down. Yeah, it's the, they're, they're done with that will-they-won't-they they crap. Jesus, that was, was horrible. Say, they've got Marshall and Lily married to the baby now. And he's, uh, uh, well, you've got well, that. Well, he's an environmental lawyer now, so that's no, he's, no, he got the, remember, he got the uh, appointment to, for a judgeship. I Because it's no, a judgeship versus them moving to, uh, uh, is it, uh, Rome, I believe, is where the captain is going to send them. Such a random character. Do you, what was it? Do you like? What was the boy? Was it a boy band? Or it's like, how do you feel about like boys to men? I love that I hate them. <laughs> oh God! Thank, thank God for um shit. Um, what's his name? Uh, McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, I love so, that he has such a sense of humor about himself too. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed I haven't made any Twin Peaks jokes. Because you know, I th- you think with when they had when they had uh, what's his name, is it uh, uh, Jorge um, Garcia? Is that Hurley on um, Lost? But when they had him on um, on How I Met Your Mother, and he kept it was the one with the uh, the curse that kept passing. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah, I felt like I was on that island for years, and they're like. Quick, name nine random numbers, and he does the like combination lock numbers, and it was just like fucking aw- like they had uh, like all these lost references, and it's like they haven't really made a, a Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks reference with Kyle McLaughlin, so I um you know it'd be fun to see that, and they've made like not you know little Easter eggy um, jokes about like um, Allison Hannigan or, or um, Lily's sexuality as a nod to um, Willow and yeah. They're big Buffy fans. Um, Where the hell did the pineapple come from? I, it's one of those that that was their. Uh, I love that they came out and they went. That's when we realized that we can't paint ourselves in the corners because we we can we cannot go back and tell you where it came from because we've said he doesn't know where it came from. No well, I guess idea. they could show it because he's an unreliable nar- narrator. But yeah. what are you gonna do? Um, oh my god, the Symphony of Illumination was the saddest fucking episode. The one where Robin it's Robin telling the story to her future kids that she never has because she can't have children. No. That. Oh, that what yeah. was it, it? That's the same one where Marshall gets locked uh, locked on the roof. Yep. 
God damn, what a weird juxtaposition of an A and B story. Yeah, like I said, Robin's found out that she can't have kids, and she's trying to come into term, uh, trying to and she's terms telling the kid, and it's like that's why you're not. Oh god, that was hard. And then she gets like the ACDC big light show from Ted, and it's like he'll always be there for her. And I was gonna say Ted knew she was sad, but she didn't know what he was, she was sad about. So, like I said, at the end, he stayed to try and make her happy. Yeah, but that turned into like a does Ted still love her? And it's like Jesus Christ, come on. God, Ted. It's like he already said, like, that's my mayor, Aunt Robin. So you already know they don't end up together. I know it's about his personal journey, but... I was going to say that, the part where she goes on to start drawings, but I was going to say, from the kids. And mm-hmm. they have Olivia Wilde as the other love interest for that guy that she slept with. What? It's like a five-second thing. There's a part where she's seeing this guy who has a kid that Lily introduced her to. And oh, yeah, yeah, with the, the drawings, hoop Yeah, she thinks the drawings are of yeah. her, but they're actually of his other love interest, who, oddly enough, is Olivia Wilde. Was it Olivia Wilde? It was. She's getting Jason Sudeikis. They're getting married. Are they getting married? I read my celebrity news. I know. Alright. All right. Uh, um, so, Arrow. And then, yeah, the big one is, is we're on to Arrow, and uh, they've released that you're going to see some characters you haven't seen before. Um, we'll get to the, the two big ones for me. Um, I, and if you want to weigh in, um, but you're gonna have Deadshot come back. You're so fucking set on. Deadshot. I love Deadshot. No, uh, I mean even since the first teasing of him appearing, you've been no, all about no. You're thinking Death. Deathstroke. Excuse me. You're talking about wait the guy. Yeah. Talking about Deathstroke. Um, I mean I'm psyched about Deathstroke as well. Don't get like I. But um, Deadshot's coming back. They're gonna introduce Bronze Tiger, which is kind of a master martial artist uh, character. But they, uh, if you think about it, nerds. Um, those are two members of the Suicide Squad. They could be building up a Suicide Squad team. But they've also said that they're going to explore a lot more Slade in this season, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'll. I I don't think we'll see Deathstroke till probably the end of season two. Wouldn't shock me. Um, I think I think him doing the 180 into a villain or a slow 180 into the villain. Um, I think will be over the course of this next season. Well, as much as I'm sad that John Barryman's not going to be on the show anymore, why I not? Love him. Why wouldn't it be? Didn't he kill him? No, he didn't kill him. Remember, he's like because well, he, he tells him. he tells Tommy, to, yeah, but, but Tommy he gets away. Died. His body's gone or something. They pull a fucking Siler. Well, that makes me happy that John Barrowman might be back. And really, you can't. I mean, Green Arrow. Like you have to have the big bad. Yeah. Well, you have to have Merlin. It's like having it's like having Sherlock but no Moriarty. Um. So I, I think I, and so it's like I think you have to have a Merlin character, especially since Tommy's dead. Um, I, I kind of expected a Green Goblin thing where you know he kills John Barrowman and then I actually was suspecting that as well. Like, I'm I glad. Kind of, I'm I was glad gonna say didn't. I kind of saw Tommy taking the turn, but obviously not. Um, um, moving on, you're gonna have the Flash, who might actually this might be the pilot for him to get his own series. What kind of pilot? A backdoor pilot? Not a euphemism. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, they're talking um, yeah, to set up the Flash to see if he can support his own show. But it's going to be Barry Allen Flash, which is fine with me. Um, I've always had a soft spot for Wally West. He's my Flash, but um, Barry Allen's uh, he's a close second. Um, you're going to have a very interesting character named Brother Blood, uh, who's kind of a cult member. Or a cult leader, so um, ought, ought to be an interesting. I want to see the way they kind of tweaked Count Vertigo to be a drug dealer. Um, I love Count Vertigo as a drug dealer. Um, as opposed to being uh, the like um, uncle of a princess, and he's obsessed with taking over a country, and he can affect people's like perceptions and actually create Vertigo. They had him, you know, be a drug dealer that deals the, the drug Vertigo. The um, count, yes. Yeah, and it's the count because of the the needle marks look like a vampire attack. So, I mean, it's kind of a huge departure from the character, but I really liked it, so I'm wondering how they're going to do Brother Blood. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're going to talk about, uh, they, they've already released, they're going to talk about the fact that Ollie is basically in charge of Queen Consolidated because uh, his mom, Myra... Um, She's going to jail. Yeah, because she admitted to blowing up the glades. And Winston's gone. Who's Winston? Her husband. Mm-hmm. Who's on Doctor Who? Which is weird, because I actually originally came into contact with that actor on um, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. Hmm. Um, and then Arrow 
uh, yeah, and then, yeah. So, um, so I, I think it's kind of fun because he keeps popping up in things, and it's like, oh, okay, it's you again. Well, is it Winston? That doesn't sound right. It's probably not Winston, but that's what it is in my head. <laughs> and since I have first world problems, <laughs> my Xbox is broken. I can't watch it again. So I actually have two interesting first world problems for you, Doug. One. Hashtag I, first world problem. Exactly. One, my Xbox is broken, which is fine because it's still under warranty. Unfortunately, it broke with disc one of season two of the Venture Brothers in it. Which means you had a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. My other first world problem is I bought a new cell phone that can be a mobile hotspot, which is awesome, except for the fact that my computer is so old, the encryption on the mobile hotspot is too new to work with my fucking computer. What happened to the Mac? You have a tower now. No, the Mac's over there. Oh, okay. We're selling it. We're selling the cube. Okay. It's a collector's item. Uh, no, I need to buy a laptop. It's just one of those first world problems. Oh, my cell phone's too new to work with my computer. Oh. Oh. I'm sad. First world problems. Come on, there's starving people in China without Wi-Fi. Information starved. Okay, I was gonna say digitally starved. You, you were about to see that. The that they can't read their is. celebrity gossip. Uh, before we talk about Ready Player One, because what's it's the uh, awesome. what's what's the do, does uh, you read celebrity gossip? I do. Does um, I'm gonna totally start calling him Chris uh, uh, Chris Kutcher from here on out. Um, because huh? it just sounds horrible. Why? I said what? Aston, well, Aston Kutcher said, "Oh, that's not my real name. My name's actually Christopher." And it was fucking news. And I, I, I air, air quotes on news. I didn't read that, but okay. Yeah, he, it was like some Nickelodeon team words, and he was like, and it was like he came out. It was like he was coming out. Like it, like it was trending. And it's like it's not I, his real name. His real name's Christopher. And I'm like, I actually didn't. How many read fucking that, actors okay. go by their middle names? Like this is not a big. Like this is not a burden that weighed on you, or maybe it did. That just like who gives a shit. But uh, do, is there a portmanteau of um, of Mila Kunis and Aston Kutcher? Like you know how you like had like Tom Cat? Oh no, no, and there's, there's, there, there, there's no celebrity name for them. They don't. They don't. Okay. No. We'll have to make one up. That's. I'm not spending time thinking about that. Like Ash Coon. That's horrible. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not spending time thinking about that. However, in mistakes I made this week. Something that's happened to me before. Have you ever sneezed while you had a bloody nose? Nope. <laughs> I have. Twice now. I wish I could have a blood splatter specialist to tell me what it meant. It was bad. Have Dexter analyze your uh, My bloody, nose blood, bloody nose hydrant. Yeah. Your blood geyser. Like, I was going to say, it was like a starfish, except with blood instead of vomit. What? Oh, so, oh, the cow cane. Uh, sunflower. Sunflower. I'm like, like I said, it was like a sunflower, except with blood instead of vomit. Because if it was like a starfish, it'd be like a Warshak test. Well, no. Should I look at the blood spatter and see what it looks like to me? I'm more freaked out that you kept it. I didn't keep it. Did you take a picture of it? God, no. Oh. How did you take a picture of that? I don't know. You're talking about looking at it. So no, it was more that it happened and it was in front of my face. No, then you end up doing that whole like thing from the Johnny... Like the meanwhiles where the guy sneezes in hand and shows the priest, and they're like, "Oh Jesus!" and he has to jump off the top of the building. Um, but you finally read a book that you actually recommended to me, but I read first and then made you read. Yes, and we'll next week we'll get into that you read one that I recommended to you. What? Uh, Gun Machine. God, that was such a good book. However, so we'll we'll do Gun Machine next week, and we'll do Ready Player One this week. Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Uh, yes. C-L-I-N-E. I fucking loved this book. It was... You know, I... You and I talked about this as I read it, because um, you were living kind of vicariously... Reliving vicariously through me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's more that I wanted you to get to the final of, battle, so I'm kind like, of, kind of what a, are you doing now? Kind of a slow start. Um, a lot of setup of the world. Well, you need some exposition. Uh, the, uh, there was a fair amount of exposition. I really didn't um, get going until, you know, he... Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin the plot overall, uh, but I, I don't think I'm really ruining it by saying when he gets the first key. No, I mean it, it happens pretty early on. It's, um, but uh, yeah, once it was once like probably the first maybe eighty 
pages were a little rough to get through. Well, I mean, he has to establish the fact that this character is living in a post-apocalyptic world, so to speak. Yes. I'd say more more post-economic downturn than anything yes. else. Yes. Yeah. Where almost everyone spends most of their time living in a virtual reality. The oasis. Which is much like you know all of the other steampunk kind of worlds that you've been in. Well, very before. yeah, Neuromancer, I Snow Crash. I, went si- I meant cyberpunk. cyberpunk. I know I was. But yeah, very Neuromancer. Um, Snow Crash. Snow Crash, and then in, in the actual reality, like uh, like Second Life. Yeah. It's kind of a VR Second Life. Um, but peppered, um, very liberally with. Um, I would say riddled. Yeah. Riddled with the '80s pop culture. With the, uh, well, no, I mean, even beyond the '80s, because you had references to Firefly and, and Whedon. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say it is steeped in awesome. I'm gonna have to think of a Whedon ep- uh, name for this one. So. Like I said, no. It's, like I said, literally steeped in awesome nerd vomit. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, everything. I read from that a, book, and they made an Oink the Boy Row reference in the first two pages. I'm like, sold. Uh, as I told you, not only did that get me, but the uh, the Ghostbusters quote in the in the That's first right. on the first good. page, it's cats and dogs living together. Yeah. I mean, that that had me hooked. And then yes, the the Oingo Boingo reference on you know I think in the first like two or three pages, and then, um, Rush plays very heavily into it, which is kind of a left field one for me because I'm not a huge Rush fan but well, it's um, also his love of war games and I'm like really? war games? I liked I just uh, wondered why he was so enamored with war games well you gotta figure that he's you know Ernest Klein is it Ernest Klein? is yes. that right? Um, you know is, is, is really writing uh, the, the character Holiday um, kind of based yeah, on his likes oh I assumed um, I was gonna say, I love also when they're talking about um, the the character's name is Wade Watts, and it's talked about his dad named him that because he liked the alliteration of the two names. Because it made him like pick a superhero. Of, yeah, exactly. They didn't think of a superhero. Peter Parker, Clark Kent, Bruce Banner. What is with you and the alliteration, Spike Lee? And the worst of all, how about, Victor Sta- how about Stanley? Stanley's probably more well known for that than Spike Lee. I meant and you know, I'm very and, tired. And, and, and you know, you say that. Don't judge. It's funny you say, "What was up with the alliteration?" Do you, I know why he did that. Well, it makes it more mem- more memorable. Yeah, still. because he was writing all these like, and he yeah he he did the uh, the alliteration so he'd be able to remember it uh, easier or make it easier to remember would be a less awkward way of saying that. Um, but yeah, Ready Player One, highly recommended. Um, like I said, you recommended the book to me because you'd gotten the audio book. As read by Will Wheaton, which they make a reference to uh, Will Wheaton in that too. Oh yeah, because he's uh, some representative for the for the gamers the gamers like, rights or yeah. something like that. And, and it's like we voted for him again. He's always it been was there. Will Wheaton, and it was I want to say um, Corey Feldman. No, no, it was like a, some gamer, some. Yes, Warner's. But yeah, the other one was Will Wheaton, and it's like I really expected them to make a reference to Wheaton's law. So, don't be a dick. Um, I love you, Will Wheaton, especially. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I love his Twitter. I love following Wheaton. It's. Will I, I I have I have my moments of Will Wheaton where it's like yeah yeah okay well, yeah, I know you're on like this weird IPA beer challenge. Well, just more recently when he was commenting about the Affleck casting yeah. of Batman, he's like the man who brought you such gems. Has I was gonna say what was it Gigli and Daredevil. And we had, and I brought up Jersey Girl in it as well. Actually, no. He said, "Go ahead and take a victory viewing of Jersey Girl in that yeah. tweet." Yowch. Um, surprisingly, no one said reindeer games, which is way worse. Um, Sometimes you make reindeer games. Ouch. I like that even even Kevin Smith. I met Damien made fun of that in Jane Silent Bob. Lion face. Lemon face. Lion face. Mmm. <laughs> and I do like that they kept saying that Mad Demon was in, what is it? Phantoms. Gay, no, yeah. uh, gay, gay serial killer movies or whatever. Are they referencing something? Yeah, that he was in Talented Mr. Ripley, and oh. um, there was another one like right after that where. Born Identity? Yeah, maybe. Um, God, did the. Gotta do the money film, then you do the art film. Sometimes you make reindeer games. 
was like, oh, that was such... Who did he star in Reindeer Games with? Who was the girl? Oh, it was, um... I'm gonna say Amanda Peet, but I know that's not right. Um, Brunette. Brunette, right? Yeah. I was gonna say, it's not important. I just feel like she went on to do other things that were good, and now I can't remember who she was. I don't know. Um... Obviously not. So what, what, what have we got left now that we're hitting? True Blood season finale. Uh, we could really skip over that. I mean, it, it was it was fine. It jumps ahead six months, and I'm kind of wondering, um, you know, it's like... Did they Ocean's Eleven it? Well, if you want to count the uh, seeing the Bellagio is singing, uh, singing, uh, seeing Eric Northman's cock, then yes. Um, well, they actually do full frontal. Not like he's like hunched over, and then you just catch a glimpse of it. Why were you looking for it? He was naked. He's naked a lot on that show. Yeah, but he's like sunbathing. That gets explained. He he had drunk like fairy blood that allows them to walk. Okay, in you daylight. know what? We're skipping. I wrote these books years ago, so every time they do big deportations, I'm like. Yeah, I guess she's dating. Um, she's dating Alcide now, and I guess. That happens in the books. Yeah, but Bill is like weirdly okay with it. I'm kind of wondering what happened in the. Did they have? Did in they? The books, did they have? Did they have hepatitis V in the books? Yes, they did have hepatitis. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on now. Is that there's like roaming bands of fucked up vampires. Well, the three things that we have left are the two movies that you saw this week and our social contract. Um, we can put up the movies. Um, do you want to do social contract? Social Contract, which I've realized, basically tends to be us talking about things that people should know by common sense and courtesy. You know, like treating everyone around you a little bit better. And we've touched on this one before. But I'd like to reiterate. Why the fuck do you have your child in a bar? What the hell? Also, when your child is in said bar, is there some reason why you are not supervising them and or paying attention to them? Letting your kid run rampant, play with the pool tables, or generally be around a bunch of fucking drunks? What the hell is wrong with you? And I think kids, this solves all the problems. If you're going to bring your kid to bars, it should be to teach them how to drink. <laughs> because that's where you learn such things, in a bar. And if you teach them to drink, they will get drunk, they're small, they'll pass out, and then you have to worry about them running around. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? They'll die they'll of suck alcohol it, they'll, poisoning. They'll suck at golden tea? Like I said, they'll die of alcohol poisoning. Well, you don't give them that much alcohol. I've passed out, and I've not died of alcohol poisoning. Oh, my God, Doug, seriously. I'm not, I'm not saying give kids 151. I'm just saying. Doug, there's only one excuse to give a child alcohol. If they're communion? Teething, no, if they're teething and you need to rub some whiskey on their cups. I like you went teething and I went communion. I thought. Like that, that, was a good, that was a good high five, but it was like the weird. It was I did, a backwards it was, high yeah, five. Yeah, I did yeah. like the back of my hand to the front of your hand. I like that one of us here is a parent, and that's someone advocating giving children alcohol. And then you want to you want to like expand. You want to extrapolate that. I, I'm saying give them alcohol as a parent, and then I went communion, which I'm an atheist. So I'm saying not only give them alcohol, but give them alcohol to celebrate made up shit however once again and I've said this before there's a very easy way to tell if it is a place where you should have children if they have a child if they have they a have high, high chair chairs. it's okay to have your kid there did I make the high chair joke in the last time we talked about this I don't believe so the, this woman came up to me and I wasn't I had my back to her and uh, <laughs> I didn't realize she was holding a kid and she was excuse me do you have a high chair and I went I'm sorry, ma'am. All our all our chairs are drug free, which I thought was hilarious. Actually, it's pretty funny. And then she kind of went, rrr, 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 turned around and was uh, suddenly Being embarrassed. A child. I was like, "Oh, you meant a high chair, not a high chair." But it's just one of those things. Like, I can't imagine why you would want to bring your child to a bar. Do you really want to be raising your kid around a bunch of drunks? I was a fun drunk. I can't believe you're fighting me on this. I, th I, I think at this point I'm just, uh, I'm not maybe not arguing to argue, but, you know. 
I just want to be flippant. Sympathy pack. Sympathy pack. Oh, it's okay. Let, let's, You're let's, very pretty. I think we're going to call it a sympathy pack, the fact that I almost said flippant with a um, Colin Farrell uh, accent from for no reason. Anyways, don't bring your children to a bar. Social contract, asshole. Social contract, asshole. Oh, one more thing on that, then. One more thing. If you're a shitty parent, just realize that you're not just a shitty parent to your kid. You're a shitty parent to every kid your kid comes in contact with. Don't be a douche. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Nice to meet you. Really? No. Well, we have some questions we'd like to ask you. I would be happy to answer them, if I were capable of feeling. Adam Gonzalez from Denver, Colorado asks, If you're cryogenically disabled, do you have blue balls? Of course I have blue balls. My skin is blue. Also, my wife is frozen. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!